0: 10-3 is brought to you by Callaway. Callaway's new Apex irons are the ultimate forged player's distance iron. Unmatched feel, distance, and control have been forged to perfection to deliver category-defining performance. Callaway's 360 face cups generate industry-leading distance and unmatched feel and will get every golfer's attention. Tungsten weighting in each iron fine-tunes launch trajectory and delivers tremendous control. See perfection in every shot with the new Apex at your local golf retailer or visit CallawayGolf.ca and see what makes Callaway the number one irons in golf. It's now illegal in Quebec for people in positions of authority, doctors, judges, police officers, even teachers, to wear religious symbols on the job. Quebec's Bill 21 looks to defend the idea of secularism in the province, but critics say it targets people of specific religions and excludes them from Quebec society. I'm Dave Breckenridge, and this is Ten Three. We look at the lingering outrage about the bill, how it may be enforced, and whether it could face challenges in court. Hey, this marks our 100th episode of 10-3. I just want to thank all of you who've taken the time to listen. If you like the show, and I hope you do, please subscribe, leave us a review, and definitely tell your friends about us. Philip Otier covers Quebec politics for the Montreal Gazette. So, Philip, Bill 21, Quebec's so-called secularism bill, was approved by the National Assembly on Monday, but it wasn't exactly unanimous. How contentious was the vote this week?
1: Well, there was a, a strong majority, the sitting Coalition Avenir Quebec uh, MNAs and the Parti Québécois voted for it. It passed the legislature easily, but you got to remember that the government's a major it's a majority government, right? So, it was contentious here, especially with the the Liberals and the of uh, the and the more left-wing uh, smaller party, Québec Solidaire, which is actually the second opposition party in, in the National Assembly. They're actually bigger than the PQ now. But uh, so they were those two parties were definitely against it they fought that bill tooth and nail all the way through uh the committee stage the hearing stage because this started in march right and uh but in the end of course the government everybody knew this it was sort of a foregone conclusion because when a government has a majority they they do what they want the thing that really irked the opposition a lot uh on this bill uh, is that there were they were really not allowing any amendments, uh, you know, very, very minor, minor things. And uh, and when you work in the context of a parliament, I know that that's something that uh, is very frustrating for the other parties because when a minister tables a bill in the National Assembly or in Queen's Park or in any other legislature, Normally, they sort of become the property of the legislature of the of the MNAs. So people get to have input, and that's what's called democracy. Mm-hmm. But in this case, the bill there were there was just there was no no wiggle room from the get go on this bill, and then, so that's why that that was that's where the uh, frustration in Parliament was in, in in the legislature. Of course, now we see there's frustration on the streets, right in in the workplace, and and. There are small pockets of groups that are uh, demonstrating against it.
0: You know, I was going to get to that in a little bit, but we may as well jump into that right now. What has the reaction been to the approval of the bill? Like how big are these uh, protests or have there been court challenges yet?
1: The The protests have been qu- uh, actually quite small because uh, it, it is – uh, as the Premier said again today the uh, the vast majority of Quebecers approve of this bill. This is something that they've wanted, and uh so they 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 back it up where 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 you get the cleavage is between Montreal and the rest of Quebec. The opposition, of course, is in the Montreal area where most minorities live, and as soon as the bill was adopted, it was at ten thirty five on Sunday. Uh, by Monday morning, there were various groups that were uh, organizing uh, court there, there was initially a demonstration, but also uh, an announcement that they will seek leave to appeal in the courts so that but you know the the government had anticipated this as as you know um, and that 's why in the bill challenging the, challenging the bill is a is, 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 is a is a difficult thing because the government invokes as a preventive measure, this is their language, as a preventive measure, they invoke the notwithstanding clause, which allows them to override... Uh, religious freedoms uh, provisions of the constitution. And this this clause exists in, in uh, any any province can use this clause. It's just you don't
0: hear about it that much, but it has been used many times before. So does it immediately come into force or does the province still have to develop regulations around how it's applied?
1: They're not talking about regulations. It is uh, technically in force now, but when you say in force, it's because Nobody's losing their job over this. You understand? There's a uh, for uh, for the the small number of people that are implicated, that are affected by the ban. uh, People that already are working for the government with and wearing a religious symbol are protected by a grandfather clause. So their acquired rights uh, are recognized. So you don't. We're not going to really feel it right away. Where where are you going to feel it? You know, let's say a young woman who wears a hijab is studying to become a teacher in Quebec and university today. That that that's where that's where you're going to start to feel it. And if those those are the people that are speaking out at this point. But in fact, there's so so few people uh, affected. What you know that we don't we don't really know the exact number. It's it's uh, so far we don't really we're not really feeling it in, uh, in 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 the government or in the workplace we haven't seen it it's there's been indirect effects of people that say this this is you know institutionalized discrimination and ver- various viewpoints like that but we're not feeling it yet
0: so just to refresh everyone's memory about uh, what Bill twenty one is what is it set out to do and who does it apply to.
1: The the bill is sets out to uh, ban certain public sector authority figures from wearing religious symbols like turbans and hijabs and the crucifix and the uh, the list is is actually quite short the list of people who would not be allowed to wear them there uh, what there they're, the government calls them authority figures so we have judges uh, police officers. Crown prosecutors, government lawyers, and uh, the big the the one that made the big headlines is uh, uh, elementary and high school teachers who uh, in the public school system not the the private school system is not affected by this uh, also hospitals where nurses who uh, a nurse wearing a hijab she is not they are not affected either by the rules it 's a ban that would that would Kick in as new employees come along.
0: Now, one of the things I was I was seeing around the debate uh and in the coverage is that there seems to be a lack of clarity as to some aspects of the law. First of all, around the idea of what a religious symbol is. Has the government set out clearly what they're defining as a religious symbol here?
1: From the beginning, they uh they said when we talk about a religious symbol, in fact, it's one of the shortest, shortest clauses of the bill. Uh, it's what what they call the uh, you know the common sense everyday person's concept of a religious symbol, right? So that would be a crucifix or a hijab, the most obvious ones. And they said from the beginning there was none of the business of you remember the old Patsy Quebecois had a, wanted to do a charter of values, and they were going to actually be seeing how ostentatious the symbol was. Well, the CAC government's not playing that game as the Minister simon Jalais Barrett said from the beginning, we're not going to be getting out the measuring tape to see how big a person's crucifix are, is. <laughs> and uh, he said there would not be any ridiculous kind of searches or anything like of that nature. Then later on, because uh, school boards and unions in particular came in and said, well, how are we going to apply the bill if we don't know what the symbol is, so like, well, what exactly is your definition of the symbol? So then the government came back and sort of used this, the, the put into, uh, in, into the bill the words that they have been using to describe, you know, the common sense, what the average person believes is a symbol. Uh, so they, they, they added a few lines to it, but it's actually not very much clearer. For a lot of people,
0: and what about penalties? Is it just a, a lack of employment if you don't refuse if you refuse to take off your religious symbol? You just are no longer employed. Uh, what, what they will be
1: doing in the future? This is not done yet, and this is where, as you mentioned, the regulations. I think this is where that 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 element will come in. Uh, they will set up sort of a patrol in 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 individual ministries. Not really a patrol. There's going to be one bureaucrat who, uh, is responsible. For seeing that the bill is applied, there's no like penal sanctions. There's no financial sanctions in the bill. The way the way they they envision it is that if you work uh, in this school and you've signed a, such and such a labor agreement, the application would be in the, your normal workday rules, the, the work the workplace rules that you would have to have. Like for example, you're not allowed to smoke in the school or. You're, you have to be here at certain times, so they they want that's that's the way they envision applying it. Ultimately, uh, an employee who were, who refused to remove their symbol could face some sort of disciplinary disciplinary actions as the bill kicks in. Um, but but as I said, there are so few people that were actually wearing these symbols in in. In positions of authority uh, already. Like there, there's, no, uh, there's no police officers in Quebec wearing symbols at this moment. It's hard to say, but there is, there is a. They added that. That's what infuriated the opposition. They added sanct- a sanction provision uh, in the very last moments of the bill, in the very last point, moments where they could amend it.
0: And what about this notion of some kind of provincial enforcement team? Are they, are, how will that be set up?
1: Yeah, there's no enforcement there's no there's no enforcement team of that nature. There's a uh there as I said there the the. for example for the charter of the French language there's an actual whole bureaucracy established which um run makes the system work. For example, if your sign is not uh in French, they uh, they, they 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 counsel you to uh to change your sign. And if uh, you know, and they negotiate with you, ultimately they could take you to court. So that that's a whole bureaucracy that's that is set up along uh, to apply the French language charter. But in this case, it's uh, they, they the, their language is uh, it's a, an administrative matter that will be managed by the 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 directors of every of every institution individually. So uh, whoever is the head of the police force in a certain city. You know, they're, they're, they would be the ones responsible. But so it's not actually uh, any kind of a, a team or anything like that. It's not, it's not the same kind of heavyweight thing uh, that, as we have for the French language charter.
0: Are there still holdouts or groups or organizations that say we are not going to follow through with this law? Are there, do they, does the government expect any fights outside the courtroom in kind of the, just the real world application of it?
1: Y- yes, there are. There, uh, for example, uh, uh, there's uh, several school boards in in Montreal, the Eng- in the English speaking system. Uh, they have said flatly that they won't be applying the bill. Um, we don't know how that's going to shake down. And some cities, for example, the city of Hampstead, I'm sorry, it's a it's a it's, a, it's part of another borough. It's a it's a small a, a small uh, uh, town. Uh, it has also said it won't apply it. City of the city of Montreal, the the the, the largest city, Mayor Valerie Plant has said she disagrees with the bill, but she will not. Uh, they will respect. They will. They will respect the law. So it, it's it's really it's it's pocket small pockets of groups that are saying they won't apply it. We don't know how that's going to shake down. I I cannot answer you what will what will happen if they do refuse to apply it.
0: You were saying earlier there are people protesting it. There's suggestion from some groups that this law makes some segments of the population feel like they're excluded from Quebec society. Uh, meanwhile, you have polls suggesting that a majority of people in Quebec support the legislation. How does the government respond to this idea that they're exc- being exclusionary?
1: They they respond by saying they, they know the majority is with them. The majority, polls consistently show a uh, uh, wide, wide, and sweeping support for the measure. Uh, except when you get to the your your levels, all go down when you break the poll down into the anglophone, allophone, or Montreal categories. The support is support is less high, but it's in the ov- the overall population is you know uh, about sixty seven percent are in favor. If you ask people. Uh, if they uh if they still support such measures if it is proven that they are a violation of a person's constitutional rights uh then your support the support more other more detailed polls support for that then for if you get to that stage drops by about twenty percent it's it's always been that way on this subject Quebecers say they want uh uh restrictions on religious symbols in the public sector but when it gets to applying it then they get a little bit more uh nervous and a little they're more uncomfortable to 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 imagine the, the application it's all it's always been that way and that's why the government the government's line is that uh the majority has wanted this for years and nobody has listened to them and that we are listening to you and we responded and we are we are we have created this legislation
0: is this a case of targeting muslims as has been suggested the
1: government says they are targeting all religions and it uh, it, it is uh, some people have interpreted it that way because uh, for example most uh, mo- most teachers are women and most of the minority women uh, are are muslim and wear the hijab so it's been described that it's been described as a hijab ban bill uh, there's there's been you know various points of view have been expressed in that way but but the gov- the government uh the government's line is that we are putting all religions on an equal footing for example, in public, there's no, there's no restrictions. It's not like France where you cannot wear a religious symbol on the street. There's no re- re- in fact, Mr. Legault mentioned that again this morning in a scrum. There are no restrictions in,
0: in the public sphere. And what about the idea that, that people are suggesting that secularism doesn't mean we can't have religious symbols, it just means that there's no official or state religion?
1: Well, there's, uh, there's, uh, you know, I, we could, uh, <laughs> we have, we're doing a podcast here. We can't, we could really do a PhD on this, <laughs> but uh, uh, there is a body of opinion that says it's not enough to say that the, your state is secular. It has to be seen to be secular. So, uh, a teacher in an elementary school. Wearing a hijab or a turban or whatever uh, piece of religious symbol they're wearing, is uh, is seen as an authority figure and has influence over the young minds that are sitting before them in the classroom. That is one point of view. The um, there were other groups that came to testify to say that, uh, for example, uh, teachers, uh, some of them retired. Who uh came in and and talked about the fact that they taught all their lives in the Quebec school system and they wore their hijab or whatever symbol, and it had nothing it did not in any way affect their work or the fact that when they when they're doing their job as professionals, it is in a secular way, which is the the, the way the way uh, the the government wants things to be. All right,
0: well, it's, it's a fascinating subject, and, and definitely we'll be keeping an eye on how the protests and the court challenges may play out. Uh, Philip, thanks for your time. My pleasure. Ten Three is produced by Carson Jarama. Special thanks to my guest, Philip Otier. More from him at MontrealGazette.com. I'm Dave Breckenridge. Thanks for listening.